For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place to show for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. Now, on this week's show, we're going to be recapping and grading the San Francisco 49ers on the draft that happened last week. And we'll talk about some of the moves that they made and some of the other you know, news that was related to the 49ers uh, involving some personnel over the past week. But without further ado, we're going to dive right in and we're going to be talking, before we actually get into the picks and the trades that the 49ers ended up making, that I'm sure a lot of you are aware of by now, I'm going to once again just recap exactly what picks the 49ers had going into the draft, and then I'll talk about what exactly they traded and how everything played out over uh, this past weekend, but either or, uh, to start off, the 49ers, as everyone knows, has uh, two first-round picks, and they ended up having the 13th pick from the Indianapolis Colts, in which they got from the DeForest Buckner trade, and they also had the 31st pick in the first round after being Super Bowl runner-ups. Um, then you ha- they had no picks in the second, third, and fourth round combined. They had two fifth-round picks at 156 and 176. Then they had a sixth-rounder with the 210th pick. Then they had two seventh-rounders, the 217th pick, as well as the 245th pick. And now, even though you might have noticed with the draft as a whole, with everyone being at home, first of all, I actually liked how it went. I thought that it flowed pretty well considering the circumstances. Uh, Goodell looked like he was falling asleep for roughly the last three rounds. But either or, I thought it actually flowed pretty well. A little bit too much on the saddening stories by ESPN with their coverage. And it seemed like instead of focusing on the happy nature of all the players fulfilling their dreams, they went out of their way to talk about all the relatives that had something terrible happen to them over the course of their lives. Which I understand if you want to mention it because it's, you know, it's part of their lives and it shows how they've overcome. But if you do it every single pick, I feel like you kind of just, I feel like it just loses a certain amount of significance And I feel like it just lacks sensitivity if you're going to constantly talk about it every single pick. I don't know. That was just my uh, thought to seem like a decent amount of people on Twitter agreed. But that involved the draft as a whole. I thought the draft flowed pretty well. And I definitely uh, think it, you know, went pretty well. I'm definitely happy in hindsight that Goodell did not postpone the draft or move it or however they planned on doing it. That definitely was something that people were pushing back on them. Uh, with regarding the NFL with pushing back the draft. And it seemed like, for the most part, there were no technical glitches, there were no real issues, and it seemed like everything worked pretty much according to plan. Now, the only question remaining is when exactly the regular season's going to start, which remains up in the air. But either or, uh, back to the 49ers. So the 49ers started off the day uh, making one of the first trades in the draft. Uh, it seemed pretty uneventful early on for, I'd say, about the first half of the draft because there were some rumors and, and some conspiracies, including myself, who believed that some teams might be a little bit more, I'd say, skeptical to trade picks in this unique draft 
circumstance. They just didn't feel comfortable with it. There might have been rumors of leaks, stuff like that, hacking. You don't really know what these people were thinking. But I expected to see fewer trades going on in the first round, and that was pretty much the case for the first um, round. However, the 49ers got the ball rolling as they ended up trading the 13th pick and uh, the 245th pick to the Buccaneers in exchange for the 14th pick and the 117th pick. So, in other words, the 49ers traded down one spot so the Buccaneers could potentially take their offensive lineman that they wanted in Tristan Wirfs to help protect Tom Brady. And the 49ers definitely worked itself out because they ended up picking up a better pick. Uh, they gave up a seventh rounder, but you end up picking up a decent pick in the middle rounds instead just to move down one spot. Definitely a solid trade there. They still got the guy they wanted, and we will get into who they actually drafted in a little while. But they ended up picking up a middle round pick, and they gave up a seventh rounder just to move down one spot to get the guy they wanted to draft anyway. So that was definitely a successful trade by the 49ers. Now moving on, I definitely was not surprised the 49ers traded the 31st pick in the draft. Uh, I expected them to do that. I mentioned that over the last couple of weeks leading up to the draft. However, I was not expecting the 49ers to actually trade up in the draft. And they ended up trading the 31st pick, the 117th pick, and the 176th pick to the Vikings for the 25th pick in the draft. So they took their original uh, 31st pick, their original 176th pick, and they took the Buccaneers 117th pick they got in that first round trade earlier, and they used it and shipped it in a package deal to the Vikings to move up to the 25th spot. And the last but not least, the 49ers also made another trade in the middle rounds as they ended up trading a fifth rounder and a 2021 third round pick to the Washington Redskins in exchange for offensive tackle Trent Williams. Now those were the three trades the 49ers made, definitely more trades than any other team in the draft, just based on uh, the, first of all, the fact that nobody was willing to trade early on, and second of all, the 49ers with John Lynch seem extremely comfortable with moving up and down in the draft that I mentioned previously in recent years because of for example, the Trubisky trade, they were willing to trade down to get the guy they wanted anyway, and that's pretty much exactly what happened with their first-round trade with the Buccaneers. Of course, it wasn't to the same degree because the Bears traded up to number one to take a franchise quarterback at the time that they believed would be the case. Fortunately, they picked the wrong guy, but it's a separate story. Similar thing here, 49ers knew who they wanted. They were going to take a defensive lineman, and they were willing to trade down one because it really just didn't make a difference to them, and they got extra draft capital which they ended up using in the Vikings trade. So those are the three trades that the 49ers ended up doing on draft night. And now we're going to be talking about who the 49ers actually drafted in, uh, you know, over the course of the weekend and well, including Thursday, but you know what I mean? So starting off with the 14th pick uh, in the first round after trading down one spot, the 49ers ended up taking Javon Kinlaw defensive tackle out of South Carolina I included him in that video I made where I was trying to speculate on who they would target with the 13th pick at the time, and Kinlaw was one of the names on my radar. And if you did watch the Believe Roundtable uh, for the NFC West that I ended up doing, uh, I'd say about a week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago, I actually said the 49ers would end up taking Kinlaw, and it seemed like I got that completely right. Now, with the second move in the first round, second pick, I was right again about the 49ers trading the 31st pick. However... No one expected them to trade up. I didn't expect them to trade up, and they ended up taking Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Uh, overall, give my honest opinions about uh, both first-round prospects here. Kinlaw, I'm a fan of. I know that he has some boomer bust potential, but 
But after losing to Forrest Buckner to such an elite defensive line, you pretty much had to do whatever you can, uh, you could to plug up that significant hole at the defensive tackle position. And Kinlaw behind Derek Brown was easily the second best defensive tackle in the entire draft. And I think he should do a pretty good job of filling the void of Buckner. Of course, Buckner is one of the best defensive tackles in the league, so I'm not expecting immediate rep- uh, you know, replacement in the sense that you're not going to see much of a drop-off. I do expect you to see a drop-off, especially considering the fact that Kinlaw is now going to have to go up against professional uh, NFL-quality offensive linemen. But I do think Kinlaw has the potential to fill the void very nicely. And if Kinlaw can just hold his own, potentially get after the passer, also help out in the run, I think the 49ers defense can pick up the slack if he is, I wouldn't say significantly worse, but if he is definitely a downgrade from Buckner, which he most likely will be. I do expect the rest of the defensive line with Bosa and Armstead, etc., I think that all of them should do a pretty nice job of complimenting Kinlaw and helping him succeed in, in a proper environment. And the second first-round pick, so for the Kinlaw pick, I'm going to give that a B plus. Main reason why B plus is that he does have some boomer bust potential. I do think they needed to fill the void. You have to wonder, though, with all the receivers still on the board. Uh, I know Ruggs was gone at that point, uh, but you still had Judy and Lamb. You have to wonder if the 49ers probably should have gone after one of those two as well. That is definitely an option. Kinlaw I do like, though. I think he should have a pretty solid career, but he definitely is a downgrade for Buckner. And you have to wonder if trading Buckner uh, for a first-rounder, in other words, his replacement, was a good trade in itself. Now, I know that Buckner got paid a massive contract. The 49ers wanted to create some cl- uh, cap flexibility by trading him before they had to pay him. And now they can pay Kinlaw on a, on a rookie salary. But it's a little bit of a risky gamble when you are going to replace uh, one of the best defensive tackles with a rookie. But I do think Kinlaw does have a significantly high upside, and I think that that pick should end up working out. But you also have to wonder how exactly it's going to work out with Solomon Thomas, some of the other defensive linemen. Solomon Thomas, who I mentioned before with the 49ers trading back in that Trubisky draft, Thomas really hasn't done much. So based on the track record that you've seen from uh, some of the high defensive linemen picks that the 49ers have made. Uh, it's been, I wouldn't say all of them have been home runs. Thomas has seemed like he's been a little bit of a miss as he's been pretty underwhelming. You have to wonder if he will get more snaps potentially in the upcoming seasons. But I expect Kinlaw to be the starter, and I think he should uh, play pretty well in that role uh, with some growing pains expected here and there. Now, talking about the 25th pick with Ayuk, uh, to be completely honest, I was not really a big fan of this pick. I know Ayuk is known for being a potential deep threat because of the fact that he has tremendous speed and he also has a tremendous wingspan. I believe he has an 80, uh, I believe his wingspan is roughly 80 inches, which is absolutely unheard of. So that is something that is definitely an attractive part of looking at him from a, uh, you know, a prospect perspective because he has the ability and the athleticism to potentially be a high quality receiver in the next level. But at the end of the day, I really just don't like Ayuk that much as a prospect. I know that he was pretty good in Arizona State, but he had surgery during the offseason, which is a bit concerning. And I just thought they were simply better receivers available on the board. If I really wanted to break down who I preferred, I thought T. Higgins was a better receiver than Ayuk. I think you could have argued Michael Pittman from USC was a better wide receiver than Ayuk. And for that reason, I'm a little bit skeptical on the 49ers trading up in order to take Ayuk, I think you could easily have let T. Higgins or somebody else fall into your lap and save the draft capital, or you could have potentially traded down in the second uh, to, to get a second rounder or so uh, to pick up a wide receiver in the second round while picking up more draft picks. 
I originally thought in my mock draft, I thought they were going to trade the 31st pick to the Colts, who are the 34th pick. I think that made a lot of sense. They could have traded back, potentially gotten Pittman or somebody at 34 and picked up maybe another third or fourth rounder, and that definitely would have made more sense. Of course, I can't roast the pick because it really depends on how Ayuk is going to perform in the next level, and I'm not a fortune teller, so I can't tell how that is going to work out. But for the Kinlaw pick, I'm giving that a B plus, and for the Ayuk pick, I'm actually going to be giving that a C. Uh, he's got upside, but at the end of the day, I really just don't think trading up for a wide receiver was exactly the smartest move, especially in such a deep wide receiver class. But then again, at least they ended up taking a wide receiver at all. Shout out to the Green Bay Packers there and whatever they are doing uh, in their draft preparations. But uh, 49ers as a whole, first round, pretty, uh, I mean, the two outcomes were expected that they would end up taking Kinlaw and that they end up with trading 31st pick. Definitely not the way that I drew it up. But either or, really will come down to how Ayuk plays. I know Kyle Shanahan said that he, uh, Ayuk was his second favorite wide receiver in the draft. I don't really know how accurate that is or if he is just saying what he wants us to hear because some of the other receivers like Judy and Lamb and all these other guys were gone. So he said Ayuk was his favorite receiver or second favorite. I don't really know. I'm not going to read into it. It doesn't really matter. Either or, Ayuk is on the roster. And the 49ers ended up not having another draft pick until the sixth round. So day two, even though they ended up trading for Trent Williams, they pretty much took a nap on the actual draft board as they had no picks. In the sixth round, they ended up taking Charlie Warner, tight end out of Georgia. Uh, definitely makes some sense after uh, Kittle had some injury issues last year. It's always good to get another tight end on the roster. Of course, uh, it makes a lot more sense to have a handful of tight ends as opposed to the Chicago Bears, who after taking Cole Komet had officially 10 tight ends on the depth chart, which... I don't really know how that's even possible. That sounds like that's some type of practical joke. But uh, Warner from Georgia, decent. I wouldn't say he's supposed to be a superstar or anything. He's going to compete for a roster spot. Should be a backup tight end, potentially a blocker. And maybe he will be able to uh, provide some catches, maybe in a goal line formation, something like that. But I don't expect much of a contribution from Warner. And then the seventh round with the 217th pick, the Fortnite's drafted another wide receiver in Juwan Jennings, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, he had a very interesting college career. He missed a decent amount of time with surgery for one season. He was also thrown off the team for roasting the coaching staff in some type of online rant, which I'm sure he could find online. So he was temporarily suspended from the team. They brought him back. Then he had knee injury. He ended up coming back to school for a senior year after he was expected to potentially go into the draft to be a fourth to sixth round pick according to projections. But he ended up staying another year, didn't really help his stock, and he ended up going in the seventh round. Do I expect Jennings to really do much? No, he's not really a burner. He's kind of the opposite of Ayuk. He's not really that fast, but he is pretty physical, and he's a pretty good run blocker. So there is a shot that Jennings could make the roster as a potential red zone threat, and he could be used on some bigger packages as a run blocking wide receiver. But that's also assuming that he's going to make the roster, which I'm not really certain of. But there are more roster spots available as the 49ers ended up trading a Marquise Goodwin uh, to the Eagles. So there is another spot at the wide receiver position. And the 49ers also ended up trading one of the running backs. They ended up trading Matt Breida in the middle rounds to the Miami Dolphins. And for those two trades to briefly mention, I was fine with them. Goodwin, it didn't seem like they really got much back in return. But Goodwin had some injury issues. He had some bright moments with the 49ers. But at the end of the day, he was a speedster with some injury history. And the 49ers ended up basically replacing him with Brandon Ayuk, who is a younger and, um, I'd say, more athletic version 
than Goodwin. I know Goodwin is a massive track star, and he is an absolute burner. But Aok, with his wingspan, has the ability to potentially be a bigger deep ball threat. And I think that the 49ers just decided it was time to go in a different direction, as Goodwin has gotten a bit older, and he probably has lost a step or two, at least in comparison to his original track speed that he had coming out into the NFL uh, when uh, he first came into the league. But other than that, though, those were the main uh, moves that the 49ers made during the draft. Just to recap some of the other trades that I just mentioned, the Breida trade, I'm going to give a B-. minus. I thought it was fine. They got a middle-round pick uh, for a running back who pretty much had no use on the roster. I did like Breida, but he had some injury issues, and you also had Tevin Coleman and Mostert, who completely emerged, and Mostert looks like the far superior back. So for that reason, I don't really think Breida had much of a role. So getting some type of value for him definitely made sense. The Goodwin trade, I mean, I didn't really think they got much back in return, but I don't think Goodwin had much of a role on the roster. So I'm going to give the Goodwin trade a C+. I thought it was fine. Really wasn't earth-shattering. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. But, I mean, Goodwin pretty much had no real use on the roster anymore, kind of like what happened with Brita. But at the end of the day, I just... I don't know. I feel like they could have potentially gotten a little bit more for Goodwin. Maybe I'm just reading into it based on his upside and the fact that he is coming in off a decently serious injury. But either or, those trades really aren't that important. Now, there's one other topic I'm going to be talking about for the NFL draft, but we're going to talk about that right after a word from these messages. While you're waiting this one out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, no NHL, and no MLB, you might think that there's absolutely nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of options, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. But that's not all. They also have options on eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, the presidential elections, the Spelling Bee, and their $750,000 poker series. There's still a lot of fun to be had at BetOnline, and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Betting Barrier Podcast. Now, where we left off, we just finished recapping all the 49ers draft picks. Uh, I actually forgot to mention the grades for the 6th and 7th rounders. For Warner, I'm going to give that a C+. I mean, tight end depth, I don't think it's really going to contribute much, but it's better to have a couple of tight ends, especially if somebody goes down with injury. And then the seventh round pick with Jennings, he's a little bit of a character issue because of the fact that, you know, he was thrown off the team before after just completely ranting on the coaching staff online. And he also had some injuries in college. I don't think he's going to make the roster, but he is more physical. He does help in the run blocking, uh, which is something that is important to Kyle Shanahan. So for the seventh round, I'm going to give that pick a B minus. I mean, I don't really think there's much upside with Jennings. He doesn't really seem like he's going to be a serious pass-catching threat in the NFL because of his inability to create separation due to his lack of speed. But if you want to use him in some running packages, potentially some goal line as a blocker, I think that does provide some value. So Warner will give a C plus and Jennings I will give a B-. But the one other thing that I wanted to talk about uh, involving this past uh, weekend in the NFL draft was the announcement of the retirement regarding offensive tackle Joe Staley. Now, I mentioned during the pre-draft predictions or my speculations on who they would take with the 31st pick, I said that they would potentially trade the pick, uh, or if they ended up keeping the pick, assuming so, I did mention Austin Jackson, offensive tackle, as one of the potential 
uh, pieces that the 49ers could target with the 31st pick. Of course, that didn't happen as Jackson ended up going in the late teens to Miami Dolphins. But I did mention how McGlinchey and Staley had separate injury issues during the course of last season. And it appears that Staley, who I mentioned was getting older as he was 35, finally decided it was time to hang up the cleats and he is going to uh, probably be missed. Uh, of course, the 49ers, a large reason why Joe Staley ended up um, retiring was based on injury, but he did the 49ers a pretty nice solid. I'm sure he told them in advance that he was considering retirement and that caused the 49ers to preemptively trade for Trent Williams, who will be his replacement at the tackle spot. So definitely a classy move by Joe Staley, not leaving the organization in the wind. There's no way the 49ers decided to randomly trade for Trent Williams without knowing that Staley was most likely not going to come back. So based on that, definitely a classy move by Staley to help the organization that he spent his entire career with. And hopefully Trent Williams can do a nice job of filling the void. Just to recap, though, some of Staley's career achievements. He was drafted in 2007 as a first-round pick, number 28 overall, out of Central Michigan. He played from the 49ers from 2007 all the way to 2019, battled some injuries in between, but he was a six-time Pro Bowler. He was a three-time second-team All-Pro. He was also named to the All-Rookie Team, and he was a member of the NFL 2010's All-Decade Team. I don't really know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Definitely will be in at least discussion for it. I'm not really sure if he will be, but Staley definitely had a very solid career, and being a three-time second-team All-Pro is a tremendous achievement. 49ers fans always have loved Staley, and they should, because he was consistently willing to lay it out, uh, lay it all out on the field, and hopefully Trent Williams will be able to do the same as the 49ers will be looking to make it back to the Super Bowl and to hopefully lift the Lombardi, assuming that there is going to be a season uh, in 2021 in the Super Bowl. But either or, um, based on the Staley decision to retire, that definitely both, uh, was a great move by the 49ers to pick up a veteran replacement in Trent Williams. Now, of course, Williams did not play last year as he was having a personal vendetta with the Washington Redskins uh, medical staff. After a, a while ago, they told him that he had a cyst that was not deemed serious and it wasn't a big deal. And then Trent Williams got it tested and it found out it was, and he found out it was cancerous. So needless to say, uh, of course, it made a lot of sense for Trent Williams to be, I'd say, skeptical of uh, trusting the medical staff from Washington, and that caused him not to play. As far as I know, he's completely healthy now, and he should be able to uh, at least limit the damage from Staley leaving. But hopefully Williams can stay healthy, and hopefully he has not lost a step or two as he ended up taking pretty much a gap year last year. But recapping everything from the 49ers from top to bottom, from all the trades, from all the draft selections, and uh, with the retirement information, everything like that, but for the draft itself, I have to give the 49ers, I'm going to give them an A-. I actually thought they did a pretty solid job of filling some needs. I am a little bit skeptical of the Ayuk trade, especially trading up and having no picks from the first round, from the second round to the fifth round, no picks whatsoever. But it definitely was reasonable considering the fact that Joe Staley retired and they needed a quality tackle to replace him. So giving up a fifth rounder and next year's third round pick for Trent Williams after the Redskins were reportedly shopping him for a first-rounder uh, last Thursday. Definitely looks like a phenomenal trade for the 49ers. I think you can argue that trade might be an A or an A+, plus, uh, considering the fact that the 49ers needed to do whatever they could to fill that void, and the Redskins ended up looking like uh, that they were going to take pennies on the dollar for Trent Williams. So if he looks anywhere near 
equally as good as he used to be. That's an A, a plus no-brainer. So I do love that trade. Uh, the trading up trade with the Vikings, I was not personally a big fan of. But at the end of the day, uh, when you were able to bring back a decent portion of your Super Bowl runner-up team and you're able to replace the main loss you had on the offensive line, while also getting a defensive tackle to replace Buckner as well as a potentially uh, game-changing receiver, assuming that Ayo can stay healthy and develop. I really have no complaints with what John Lynch did. I thought he did a very solid job. If I had to change anything, it probably would be that Ayuk pick. I think trading up was not the greatest trade. I'm personally going to give that. I already graded that trade, but not really a big fan. And I think that's one of the only, I'd say, blemishes, so to speak. But I love the decision to trade down a pick to pick up an extra middle round pick uh, from the Buccaneers. I love that move. I love the Trent Williams move. I thought trading Brita and Goodwin conceptually made sense. I love that uh, Lynch wasn't just being complacent. He was willing to actually force the issue with trades. So, really can't complain with the 49ers. I'm going to give their draft class in 2020 and the trades involved for the draft weekend an A-. Now, once again, before we wrap up the show, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. Other than that, though, that's going to be the installment of Betting Bay Area here on Thursday, April 30th. Good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.